right now on VFN TV, President Obama just spoke at the United Nations and said we must reject any form of fundamentalism. What does that mean? Hillary Clinton says fundamental religious beliefs need to be changed. What is religious fundamentalism? Understand this, George Barnard just did a statistical study and it deals with fundamentalism. What does that really mean? And finally, uh, why every life matters to God right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV and the daily VFN radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light. Here's what the Holy Spirit said. He said, I have many ministers and they are speaking on my behalf. But he said, what's missing is the urgency of your voice. These mega churches are really cognizant not to offend people. And they're really careful when they get up and preach to people that everybody leaves out there feeling really good. Preachers refuse to preach on the coming of Jesus Christ. Where's the urgency? I have never seen America in the place where we are right now. If you think, that all the persecution is gonna remain in Iraq against the Christians, you better think again. It's already coming into this country right now. If we don't tell people what they need to hear, God's gonna hold us accountable and their blood will be on our hands. Whenever we preach, we've got to preach with an urgency in our voice that we need to be right with God if anything should happen to us. There's things right now in motion that may change our nation almost overnight. And for me to stand here and act like everything's all right, I can't do that. The politicians in Washington may can do that and lead you to believe that everything's gonna be okay. But in the house of God, there's got to arise a siren that says, blast, 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 attention, attention, attention. Things are changing and they're changing quickly. We've got to have preachers in the pulpit that will say, watch out, warning, warning, red light, warning. People know something's going on in the Middle East. They know something's going on in Iraq, in Iran, and Damascus. They know about Iran. And people that's not even scripturally literate are trying to answer these things, and they're missing in a million miles. And God's saying to the preachers, get up and tell them. It's time to talk about what God's doing. People are seeking the Lord. People are seeking Christ, and if they don't find him in the church, where are they going to find him? Got an invitation to come back, and the Lord laid on my heart, and that's when Mr. Tuart asked me about, did you have a dream? And I did. That's when he told me about the coming storm. And as I'm about to go into prayer, I just want to say the Lord laid on my heart. I said, I'm not going to share it unless somebody asks me to come. And of course, uh, Commissioner Barry asked me to come, and I said, this is it. I was going to share it that there's another level about to happen. Riots are coming. Riots in the streets are coming. And if we're not careful, uh, shortly after the next election, the anger will mount so much that we'll end up having martial law declared. Loss of life is taking place. If we stay on this road, it's not gonna be pretty. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be just us morphing into some socialist, you know, uh, type of uh, country. 
it's going to be, I think, worse than what was experienced in Nazi Germany. In dialogue, trying to understand, because I believe what happened there was a dress rehearsal for what the devil's trying to do in the whole world. I think the way the world is going, the way the U.S. is going, I think there's going to come a time, and it's probably going to be sooner than later, when what I do in a public forum is going to be labeled as a hate crime. Some disturbing news from Russia. President Vladimir Putin signed a law outlawing evangelism and cracking down on house churches. The laws forbid evangelism outside of churches and other religious sites. That means people can't even share their faith in their homes or even on the internet. Well, you don't think God could put a tyrant over America? You don't think God could put a tyrant that oppresses the church? What have we been doing? What have we been doing as a church? Our power doesn't come from some self-declared savior promising that he alone can restore order as long as we do things his way. We don't look to be ruled. God is just. You think this last seven years has been tough? This eight years have been tough? That's just Jehoiakim. Zedekiah is right on the, on the precipice of coming to pass in this nation. We're not going to make it through the times that are coming without being his disciples and more without growing up into our purpose. And that so happens that communism is a system that I disagree with philosophically. I would not prefer to live under a communist system. Uh, I happen to feel that the great moments of history have been those moments when individuals have been left free to think and, uh, and to act. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Well, can you believe it? September the 20th, 2016, just a couple days ago, or a month ago, our president spoke at the United Nations, and what did he say? He said very specifically that uh, fundamentalist, religious fundamentalism needs to go. Let's go there right now and hear him say it. Take a look. Alternative visions of the world have pressed forward, both in the wealthiest countries and in the poorest. Religious fundamentalism, the politics of ethnicity or tribe or sect, aggressive nationalism, a crude populism, sometimes from the far left but more often from the far right, which seeks to restore what they believe was a better, simpler age free of outside contamination. This leads me to the third thing we need to do. We must reject any forms of fundamentalism? That's so important because he's saying, you know, you need to reject it, which kind of lines up with a lot of things that are going on. And he's talking about, you know, lining up with modernity in his speech. We'll make the whole speech available for you. And that basically is just saying the modern day needs to do away with the traditional religious beliefs. As a matter of fact, if you look up the word fundamentalist and fundamentalism, you can actually better understand what he's saying we need to do away. Let's take a look. 
Fundamental, uh, fundamentalism is a form of religion, especially Islam or Protestant Christianity, that upholds belief in the strict, literal interpretation of Scripture. Think about that. So if you read the Bible as a Christian, you believe that that's the inherent Word of God in its original intent, without error, without error in its original manuscript, and you live your life by that, you're considered a fundamentalist. That's what I abide is all about. That's what a living a Christian lifestyle is all about. And he's saying we need to do away with that. And it's and we got to really pay attention to that. It makes me think about, you know, specifically, you know, even with Hillary Clinton, the former Secretary of State, she's saying that the fundamental religious beliefs need to be changed. Let's go back and listen to her. Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs have to be changed. So fun, fundamentalism, fundamentalism is us reading the Bible, believing it as the Word of God, and living our life accordingly. And they're saying that needs to be done away with. Granted, there's religions out there that, that do terrible things based on their faith, but Christianity is not that way. That's why America has been so blessed in its history, and they're wanting to do away with it. And so we got to understand, you know, what am I? What am I? Am I a fundamentalist? And the thing about it is, well, maybe, according to George Barna in his recent book, America's at the Crossroad, Crossroads, he talks about a statistical reality of where we are right now in America. And if, understand, remember, fundamentalism is where we believe as Christians that the Bible is the Word of God and that we uh, stick to that Scripture the best that we can and live our lives according to it in view of God's mercy and because of His grace. But we live our lives as close as we can to what Scripture says. And he's saying we need to do away with that. Well, look at the statistical reality of what George Barner found out in his book, America's at the Crossroads. So we think about this, a biblical worldview. When people don't have a biblical worldview, it means they do not, they're not in Scripture. They don't believe what God's saying in the Bible. So this has to do specifically with how people see God, how people see Jesus as Christians, how people see Scripture. And he's saying the ones that see it as literal and just live a strict lifestyle according to it needs to be done away with. Well, we'll find out with these statistics with George Bonner that many people are already doing without being uh, seeing scriptures that way. Let's take a look. That's so important talking about a biblical worldview. And that's what George Barner's book, America at the Crossroads, he's talking about as he began to explore the trends shaping America's future and how we, what we can do about these particular trends. And it's having a biblical worldview. First, we're going to tell you some of the stats that he talks about of where the church is at. But then we're going to show you the stats, what happens when we do get a biblical mm -hmm. worldview, what Pastor Jackson was just talking about. Start. What's this first one here? What does it say? 90%, 9 out of 10 adults believe in God. So you get excited. You get excited when you hear, when you, when you hear that. Mm -hmm. You get excited when uh, you're hearing that 9 out of 10... But then the next thing lets us know is like, oh, it's not the same guy. Yeah, right. so what's the next one? 60%. Uh -huh. Only 6 out of 10 believe in the God of the Christian Bible, a deity who is all-knowing, omnipresent, has unlimited power, created the universe, and rules that universe today and forever. Okay. Most Americans, 78%, accept the idea that Jesus Christ was a real person, but fewer than 40% believe that he was both human and divine and that he lived a sinless life on earth. Fewer than half of all Americans, 45%, contend that Jesus Christ is actually alive today. What's the next one? While the same proportion of adults, 
30%, reject the idea that a good person can earn a place in heaven, a larger and growing share of the public, about half, doesn't know what to think about what happens after they die. Okay. 12% decline in a born-again... Uh, 12% decline in born-again believer over the last 10 years who believe they have a responsibility to share their faith. Okay. Let's keep on. Only 25% of the public believes Satan is a living entity. Uh, 91% of all households still, still own one or more copies of the Bible, but bear one-third of all adults firmly believe that it is totally accurate in all the principles it teaches. Slightly over half of the public believe the Bible is either the actual Word of God, yet 22% take it literally. 33% say it's the inspired and inerrant Word of God containing symbolisms. 44% contend the Bible contains historical errors or personal interpretations that prevent it from being a trustworthy document. Only half of adults believe the miracles in the Bible actually occurred. Most people lean towards believing that the Bible, Quran, and the Book of Mormon are simply different expressions of the same spiritual truth. Only one out of eight adults consider themselves to be highly knowledgeable about the content of the Bible. Those who have a biblical worldview are 12 times less likely to engage in extramarital sex nine times more likely to avoid adult-only material on the internet, and eight times less likely to gamble. There, uh, those who have a biblical worldview are five times more likely to believe that Satan is real, not just a symbol of evil. They're five times less likely to believe the Bible, the Koran, and the Book of Mormon are simply different expressions of the same truths, and four times more likely to reject the idea that a person can reach heaven through personal goodness are doing good works. Those of a biblical worldview are three times more likely to affirm the holiness of Jesus Christ, three times more likely to intentionally not watch a movie or video because they know it contains objectionable content, and three times less likely to get drunk. They are three times more likely to pray for the president, three times more likely to read the Bible other than at church services or events, they're three times more likely to believe the Bible describes homosexuality as sinful. They are two and a half times more likely to believe the Bible is totally accurate in all the principles it teaches, and twice time, or two times more likely to volunteer time to help the needy. Imagine what the society would be like if more people had a biblical worldview. Absolutely. So we're looking at, if you think about, you know, religious fundamentalism, it's already with the narrative, the things that society's been doing, pulling God out of prayer out of schools, the Bible out of schools, uh, just shifting away from the original intent of our nation. Statistics say there's very few Christian fundamentalists right now in America. And it's not over, but the fact is we've got to begin to believe again, begin to walk out again, and begin to teach people the ways of God. And that's why we talk about Emmaus Road Discipleship. You know, if you, ha you don't have a discipleship plan for you, we have one for you at uh, vinefellowshipnetwork.org. Click on Emmaus Road and begin your journey because right now people are drifting away from the very thing that, that makes us stable as a nation, which is God's way of walking out in view of His mercy and because of His grace. And this nation was built on one of the founding documents of our nation was the Bible. And if we leave the Bible, we're leaving one of the major founding documents 
of our nation. Listen, join us after the break. We're going to have and be speaking about why every life matters to God. The life in the womb, the elderly life, and all the ages in between. So important with our vote coming up and how we're voting on this issue. Join us after the break. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Did you know that Jesus himself said, apart from abiding in him, that we can accomplish nothing? So many people want to be able to do that, but you know what? They don't have a plan to do it. We put together a simple plan for you, and it's at iabide.org. It's iabide.org. Go there and request your plan today. It is amazing how your life will change when you begin to spend time with him who created the universe. He's been desiring that you would do that. It's at iabide.org. Request your simple plan today. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to VFNTV.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information, and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today, and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine any time you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. Welcome back. It's amazing what we're seeing take place, and that's a big deal when you had some extremists that that 
have gone in the nation and they've let it happen over a period of time and now they're trying to identify every single faith as mm -hmm. that kind of extremism and it's not. And letting radical Islam do right. what it's done in the caliphate, uh, trying to make that happen and doing these different things that was going on, kind of letting it happen. Because we were, saw it in six days in Iraq. We were there with the Kurds mm -hmm. you know, on VFN TV, you know, watching what was taking place up there. And it could have been stopped a long time ago. Long time and ago. now, were Russia making a law this year that making evangelism and sharing your faith illegal, mm -hmm. uh, that you can't invite somebody to your church without permission, and you can't post anything on social media, it's against the law. And they, they, they've allowed that fundamentalist, one radical belief of Islam to permeate culture, and now people are focusing, well, we need to do away with that. But they call it what you are. They call it a religious mm -hmm. a fundamentalist with somebody who has strict belief in the Word of God. So it's almost you're counseling out your own freedom That's by right. saying to do it with that versus like, we just need to defeat ISIS. It just needs to end. And that's a very important decision coming up on who you're going to choose to, to be our next leader. But why does every life matter? We're going to continue, faith, think about this, faith for our nation, begin to believe God that He could do powerful and mighty things we've talked about several times. doesn't matter what the enemy's doing. It matters what we are in our position to God and having faith that God sees us turning back to Him saying, we do want you to be the Lord of our life. We want you to be over this mm -hmm. nation to forgive us where we've sinned against you. And God hears and all of a sudden the enemy stops coming your way. Let's join Kenneth Copeland, David Barton, and Bishop Keith Butler as they're talking in this continued series, Faith for the Nation, Why Every Life Matters. David, uh, give the people a synopsis of how those platforms are put together, how they come together from all over the United States, and then they come to the convention and so forth, because people don't understand the fact, you, you just said something that 99% of the people in the United States don't know, that that platform is going to affect that that's what they're gonna. That's what the people are gonna promote. That's what they're gonna do on the local level, on the state mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it is. It's it's like it's like sewing it in your underwear, man. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> that's right. Once you get it in there, yeah. it can't get it out. That's right. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> <laughs> it came from. That's as a Texas. That's one of our. Well, yeah, I guess, that's, yeah, I guess that's just that's, West Texas. Ain't that's it? us, man. <laughs> well, David, before you, I know exactly you. where that. Is. I, I, did anybody else to have trouble understanding that? I got that. We Texans get that. David, before you go into the description of how that happens, I just want to give a case in point, because in 2012, you, we, I was over at your house, and you gave me an assignment. And it, I know it was of the Lord. And you said, you said, George, you take the platforms. And I took, I took the Republican, I took the Democratic platform. And you said, you, you read those platforms to the pe people and then you read the word of God and see which one fits. So I did that in 2012. I'm doing that now for our church. And it's, it's fascinating to me to read in detail. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, how many people actually read the platforms? Zero almost. Yeah. And I'm reading this, and it's it's very clear to me. And let's take abortion. From well, let me let me say the zero comment. Yeah. Four years ago in the presidential election, with two hundred million dollars spent between the candidates, the number one Googled term on election day was "Who's running for president?" 
that was the number one Google term on election day. Wow. Who's running for president in 2012? So if they don't know who's running for president, the chances that they read platforms, mm, astounding. None. It is. It's astounding. None. That's astounding. And, and you know, I, I, I will tell you, that if you stand before God and he says, well, why did you vote for that platform? Well, I didn't read the platform. I don't think he's going to buy that excuse. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's no. going to be acceptable to him. So, George, I'm sorry. I, no, I, no, 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 that's all right. Um, th- there, was something, there was something that you said, Kenneth. This is 1998. Tell my people wherever you go, those who vote for politicians knowing their immoral policies and platforms and illegal acts had better repent. They are partners with those politicians and will be responsible for every baby's death. You've taken the devil's part by not voting at all. Mm-hmm. So where, <clears throat> where, the, where the platform is concerned, I'll, t- I'll take the example of abortion. And this is, I'm reading this straight from the Democratic platform. And this particular part has to do both with abortion and appointing judges. It says, we will appoint judges who defend the constitutional principles of liberty and equality for all and will protect women's rights to safe and legal abortion. Then they go on to say, we will fight Republican efforts to roll back the clock on women's health and reproductive rights and stand up for Planned Parenthood. It goes on to say, Democrats are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health, rights, and justice. We believe unequivocally, like a majority of Americans, that women should have access to quality reproductive health services, including safe and legal abortion, regardless of where she lives, how much money she makes, or how she's insured. We believe that reproductive health is the core to women's, men's, and young people's health and well-being. We will, and you know, when you read through this and you're reading this in church, there's a temptation to think, well, this is getting, this is probably getting boring. Read it. Just read it. Because when you vote, you're signing your name to this contract. To this contract. This this is what you're signing your name to. We will stand up to the Republican efforts to defund Planned Parenthood health centers and will provide critical health services to millions of people. We will continue to oppose and seek to overturn federal and state laws and policies that impede a woman's access to abortion. The reason I'm reading this is because what you said about abortion. Now, uh, let's understand what that means. That means that laws that say parental consent, that a 13-year-old girl can't get an abortion without the parents knowing about it, they're going to seek to overturn that. That means that the Infant Born Alive Protection Act, where the infant, they try to abort, it's born alive on the table, they go ahead and kill it after it's out of the womb, they're going to try to overturn that. The Fetal Pain Protection Act, where that after 20 weeks, we know medically that abortion, the, you can, the child feels the pain, they, they're going to try, I mean, what that says, that there are more than a dozen different types of laws yeah. to bring some humanity to this, and we're going to try to overturn every one of them, including parental rights, including informed consent, including um, the regulatory, the ambulatory health care. I mean, the way we said it in Texas when we passed the laws, we think women at abortion clinics should have the same level of care and protection that a horse gets at a vet clinic because abortion clinics don't require the same level of cleanliness and medical care that we require for veterinary clinics. They're going to try to overturn that. I mean, when, when they make that statement, George, that is a massive statement over the 
a dozen different kinds of laws. There's now about 250 of those laws that have been passed in the last 10 years by the 50 states to bring some semblance of sanity to this. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to overturn, and you're going to be part of overturning every oh, yeah. one of those? Oh, yeah. But what's important here in particular yeah. is that uh, we're talking about this subject as though people know what the scripture right. says about this, feel about it the way the scripture says about it. Most Christians that I know today cannot tell you why abortion is wrong. That's right. Uh, and they don't necessarily believe that abortion is necessarily wrong. Before you go further, I'm going to jump in because we talked about this earlier. Okay, go ahead. The reason we have abortion in America today is not the Supreme Court and it's not Planned Parenthood. Mm. 76% of Protestants do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. 600,000 abortions a year are performed on professing Christians, 200,000 a year on born-again Christians. It's Christians that keep the abortion business going. Back to you, brother, because yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's the reason why it exists. Uh, the biggest voting block in the country is still, quote-unquote, born-again Christians. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So the reason why we have those is because of the Christians, but that's because most Christians don't know or believe that abortion is wrong and most pastors don't teach from the word what the scripture says about it because so, so before you go further i think yeah. you need to talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that walk yeah. through the word on this yeah. for these people watching so that they yeah. can understand of okay. course like the, like the lord said i knew you in the womb before you were born right mm -hmm. yeah. and i called you to be a prophet to the nations well god obviously is involved in uh, the life of an unborn child and has a plan for that life. And if you ex if you exterminate that life, right. you have crossed God uh, and, of course, many other scriptures. So I think we need to talk about this That's right. a little bit before we go. For okay. Let's assume that sure. people know abortion is wrong. Not today sure. they don't. Sure. Not today. Okay, and if you talk to mm -hmm. someone who is 35 years of age mm -hmm. and below, okay, they know nothing about the morality of abortion. Really. I appreciate the fact that our president recognizes the importance of the womb. Just recently, when he was talking about Zika, the virus, and how dangerous that can be to pregnant women and their babies. You know, what's interesting is the Zika bill, the biggest holdup on that Zika bill throughout all the battle over it, mm. because there's the, the government is willing to spend a lot of money to help fight the Zika virus, the Democrats say, but we want that money to include funding for Planned Parenthood because the best way to fight Zika is to abort babies that might have been exposed to it. And on the Republican side, they said, we're not going to fund Planned Parenthood. We'll, we'll put all this money into fighting Zika, but not through abortions. So the biggest fight on Zika in America right now is whether federal money to fight Zika should be used to abort babies or not to abort babies. Media hadn't brought that out, but that's exactly the heart of the fight. And that's, that's the, you know, I've got so many friends in Congress, and we see it all the time, and I see the, the, the measures, the language of the bills. That's the fight, is over whether our funding, our public health funding to fight Zika is going to include funding Planned Parenthood to do abortions of, of babies that might have been exposed to Zika. That's amazing. 76% wow. of Protestants do not want to stop the killing of children in the womb. It's amazing to, see, to, to even 
come face to face with the reality it says it's the Christians that are keeping the abortion continuing in our nation or those that are allegedly You're right. Right, saying it. It's just because we don't know what the Bible says. 76% that, of powerful. the Protestants are saying it's okay to, and then you look at the lower numbers down to two, 200,000 mm -hmm. abortions where it was from you know, uh, people that are professing that they're born again. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the narrative over culture is family's negative, family's wrong, having children is a bad thing. And now it's it just, you know, uh, selfish by choice. We had, you know, we mm -hmm. had a program on about Child, that. Childless, childless, childless by, by choice, choice. Where people are, are just, the narrative that they believe now is that, you know, not to, to, to reproduce, not to have children is a good thing. And to end the life of children uh, in the womb. It's pretty tragic. We're going to continue this talk. You know, it's amazing talks helping us get informed for, you know, voting in the polls coming up really soon. But first I have this offer for you. Did you know it's our partners that help us stay on the air? That's right. For your partnership for any amount, we have a special offer for you. Today's special offer is offer 2016. It's about the second coming of our Lord, the secret power of lawlessness and the man of lawlessness being held back to that proper time. Yep. There's nothing more exciting than to share about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, yet it will come on the hills of the great lawlessness taking place on the earth and the man of lawlessness being loosed upon the face of the earth. In this message, you'll discover how, how so many of the signs are being quickly fulfilled that say the season of our Lord's coming is near, while being reminded that not even Jesus knows that time, only the Father knows that time. And you'll also finally understand the urgency of now, how important it is to be about the Father's business and letting everyone know about the love of God that so they could spend an eternity with Him. That's right, it's offer 2016. The title of this particular gift for you is The Second Coming of Our Lord, The Secret Power of Lawlessness, and The Man of Lawlessness Being Held Back Until the Proper Time. You can partner by going to vfntv.com and click on Partner Now and follow the prompts, or you can write to us at VFNTV 6500 North Pensacola Boulevard, Pensacola, Florida 32505, or you can even call. That's 844-408-3688, and that's Offer 2016. Thank you for your partnership. This is VFNTV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at vfntv.com. We'll be right back. If you stay myopic in your tiny little story and all you see is loss, it's really hard to get a grip on where God is in the midst of that. Today on Focus on the Family Minute, Lori Short. But if you lift your eyes and get a bigger perspective and begin to engage in the stories of others, one of the things that I did was, you know, I, I longed to be a wife and a mom, and I clearly heard the Spirit of God say to me, well, if you want to be a mom, you can be a mom. There's kids all over the world that you can be a mom to. And that really struck me that we have choices in how we live those seasons. And so for me, getting involved in the inner city and just just beginning to engage in God's work, even in my season of loss, that was so therapeutic and helpful for me. I began to restore my faith. Get the big picture perspective and hear more from Lori today at familyminute.org. We want to give a big shout out and a thank you to all of our sponsors and partners that are out there. Yes. Uh, if you haven't yet visited our sponsors, you see them come up on television, you hear them on the radio, but you also can see them at vfntv.com by clicking on sponsors. 
understand it's our sponsors and our partners who stand with us to make this available. If you want to become a sponsor or if you want to become a partner, you can do that by going to VFNTV.com and click on partner or sponsor. And what we want to do, if your business is standing for God, if you're standing for God, we want people to know you're standing for God and country in Israel. Believe me, this is the time that on the side of history, because a lot of people, this is what a lot of people have been saying. You know, somebody needs to do something about this. Somebody needs to do something about this. And the question is, okay, so what are you going to do? This is what you can do. A simple, simple thing. If you partner with us, we'll partner with you. And we'll partner together for God and country in that order and for Israel. This is time to stand. This is time for us to stand and say, you know what? Yes, this is one nation under God. Yes, it is God that determines whether the nation rises or fall. And yes, we have some, some bumps in the road and some terrible parts of our history, but it's God that sustained us this far. And if we turn back to him like the first and the second great awakening, he can give us another. And then we understand the reason why we have America is because of God. And so if we put that in the right order, then we have an America. And finally, understanding, you know, I'm going to stand for Israel. If the whole world, world turns again, I'm not going to be silent. And you can simply do that. By saying, you know what? I want everybody to know that by me becoming a sponsor. And it makes me think of several sponsors right up front that are doing that, such as Mark Downey and Mark Downey's team. When you think about that, just he's, he's a great man, runs a great business, provides realtor needs of rental or purchasing or selling, but he's bold for God. Mm. He's bold for God. And there's so many of them out there that are standing with us. We thank you. And you need to join them because we have a world and definitely a nation we want to tell about God in the country and Israel in that order. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. This is so important why every life matters. And if you've been a long term viewer of, of VFN TV, you know we've been mm -hmm. on, on the cutting edge of what's happening there. But let's go right back to this talk why every life matters. David Barton, Kenneth Copeland, and Dr. Uh, Bishop Keith Butler. What the scripture tells us is that uh, we create bodies, okay? We're, we're a trifold being. We're spirit being as a soul, mind, with emotions live in a physical body. We create bodies, okay? Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, God, God's the one who That's puts right. it <clears throat> He's the father That's of right. all. He's the father of the spirit in the body, the real yeah. person, yeah. okay? He's the one who puts the life in the body. And again, for just people, people watching, that's why they have our characteristics. You know, they may have our eyes or nose or mouth or whatever stuff after the flesh. Uh, our grandparents, you know, go, go back at all that uh, stuff. God's the one, he is the author of life. Throughout the scripture from the very beginning, works all the way through that God's the one who puts life inside the body. That God's the one who puts life inside the womb. Uh, that God has uh, choices and plans for people mm -hmm. inside those wombs. Mm -hmm. uh, and it even, you know, gets to, you know, other stuff in the scripture about seed being spilled and mm -hmm. other stuff. The, the, the real thing about it is that God's the one who makes the choices about who's here. For us to play God and, and to decide that if someone is not, mm -hmm. shouldn't be here for convenience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Murder. Absolute murder. Let me. It's the definition of murder. Okay. So you take an innocent individual simply because, and even science backs us up today. That's right. Now, even science tells us it's no question about it. Now it used to be, you know, they used to say something different, but today, even science tells you 
They have brain waves. They think. They feel pain. All of that mm -hmm. uh, today. They're fully formed individual. They got X, Y, Z. Everybody knows it. It's now now a a statement of fact. We know we're talking about a human being, and common sense tells you you were once. You're watching us. You were once in that same yeah, womb. That's right. Well, in you that same state. You that uh, that, that also. The argument, it, it validates the argument from heartbeat to heartbeat. Life starts when the heart starts, and it stops when the heart stops. And it that heart starts beating in, what is it, 12 days? Eight, eight days. Eight days. Within eight days. So, man, come on, man. I mean, it's a losing fight. That's yeah. a human being. It is an absolute losing Absolutely. fight That's in right. the face of God. You can't excuse it. It's murder. Well, you guys were talking about how that we're making choices of who's going to be here. You know, we've been praying in this country for revival for a really long time. I mean, we've just been praying mm -hmm. for revival. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll point out that, that in, in Judges 13, that's what the nation of Israel is praying for. They were under the oppression of the Philistines. They couldn't live their life the way they wanted. Philistines wouldn't let them. They had the, the wrong values imposed on Everything was wrong. They pray for revival. God deliver us from the Philistines. And so God answers, and he sends an angel to tell his people, I've heard your prayer. I'm going to send you revival. Here's how it works. Manoah, your wife's going to get pregnant. When that kid grows up, he's going to be the national deliverer. My kid was Samson. Yeah. Yeah. What if we had aborted Samson back then? You've just lost your liver. You've been praying for revival. God says, okay, I'm going to send you a new generation. Oh, we got to abort that generation. What have we lost that we don't even know? How many Samsons have we wiped out? How many cures for cancer have we wiped out? How many cures for all this stuff have we wiped out that God sent us? He was answering our prayers, and we keep wiping them out because we choose who's going to live and die. Not only that, it's an economic issue. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, how many of those, what, 60 million now? Uh, 60, right at 60 million. Right around 60 million. That's 60 million people that would uh, go to school, that would create products, Mm -hmm. that would buy products, that would sell products, that would serve the military. In other words, from an economic standpoint, 60 million people is the population of mm -hmm. England. Mm -hmm. okay, you're talking about the entire nation of England. So you're talking about markets where uh, people talk about the economy. The economy can't grow if they're not people buying products. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like the word says, the man sows, he also reaps. Okay, uh, Abortion is a, cat, is a catastrophe for the economy, is a catastrophe for, for your national survival. Look at Europe that has a zero or minus population growth yeah. rate. Mm -hmm. uh, they are in trouble economically. Yeah. They don't have the strength militarily. Uh, and the things that are happening in their nation, are the... Uh, the uh, <clears throat> Muslims that hate them are outgrowing them and taking over, like France, for example, the nation I'm ministering in. Uh, and it's, it's happening because the Frenchmen are not having the children. The, the, the <coughs> mandatory fertility rate for a nation to have zero growth is 2.1. You have to have 2.1 because you will lose some, some to accidents and some to disease. 2.1. America is now at 1.9. Uh, as you look across Europe, I don't remember the exact numbers. I think Spain is 1.3, Italy's 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, you're looking at but a France lot of them are less than that. They're, they're less than that, and the yeah. deal is that Muslims are about 7.6, I think. Right. 
So 25 years, you've so taken over without so, a revolution. So what's happening gen generationally is that they're taking over Western Europe through this planned way of doing it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you are uh, harming your future prodigy, the ones you do allow to live, mm -hmm. even, putting them in a scenario whereby, and I'm, of course we're talking about Europe right now, but the United States is heading there, putting them in a position whereby they have to then fight and deal with things which are extremely problematic to say the least. Yeah. Uh, on so many levels, abortion is a catastrophe. Well, I wanna take your challenge. I wanna take your challenge. You asked for scripture. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that need to know what the word says. And we were right in the middle. We were, right, we were reading the Democratic stand. We know where the Democratic Party stands. I think we know where the Republican We'll read that a little bit in a moment. I just want to read a few scriptures. Is that, that's what you wanted, right? You asked for scriptures. Sure. Deuteronomy 30:19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, <clears throat> blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and, and your, your seed, seed may live. Proverbs 16:16. 16, 16. Wait a minute. Does that mean unborn? The seed? Can that possibly mean unborn? Mm -hmm. Are my, you my, kidding? My. The Bible talks about abortion. <laughs> Think of it. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Oh, I'm telling you. This is Proverbs 6, 16 in the NIV. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to run, rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brethren. Hands that shed innocent blood. Which is what abortion does. Yes. Mm -hmm. it kills, no question about it. it. It kills a living human being. No question. Psalm 139.13. You've made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Knit me. In together my womb. in my mother's. This is what God thinks about it. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Going along with that, Isaiah 44, 2. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who helped you, who will help you. Isaiah 46, 3. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all you that remain in the house of Israel, you whom I have upheld since you were conceived and have carried you since your birth. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as the prophet to the nations. Psalm 22:31. They will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn. Psalm 75:5, 5, 78:5. He decreed his statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children, so that the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born and they in turn would teach their children. The Republican platform, 
The Constitution's guarantee that no one can be deprived of life, liberty, or property life. deliberately. Life echoes the Declaration of Independence proclamation that all are endowed by their Creator with the inalienable right to life. Accordingly, we assert the sanctity of human life and affirm that the unborn child has a fundamental right to life which cannot be infringed. We support a human life amendment to the Constitution and legislation to make clear that the 14th Amendment's protections apply to children before birth. And then it goes on to say, we support the appointment of judges who respect traditional family values and the sanctity of innocent life. Now you were there when it was being written. You were there when this was being written. And this, this Republican platform says a lot, a right, lot. You've gone through both platforms. You've gone through the Bible verses. It's a no-brainer. Now's decision time. Now's decision time. Yep. People have to say, I reject what God's Word says. I'm going this way, or I'm going to embrace what God's Word says. I'm going, I mean, we don't have to endorse anybody, and we're not going to. That's a simple thing. The Word of God just made it really yeah, clear. I mean, it, it, it endorses itself. It endorses itself. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's what the Declaration of Independence calls a self-evident truth. Yes. I mean, it's, it's oh, like that's good. any dummy. It is a self It's a self-evident truth. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to jump on something you said because you read from the Republican platform mm -hmm. which quoted from the Declaration. And the Founding Fathers and Declaration said there are three principles. It said there's a creator. And the Creator gives a certain set of rights, and John Adams and others made a really good point that the rights that God gave came before government ever existed. So in other words, they weren't, they weren't given by parchments, or these are rights that came from God. The first government that existed was Genesis 9-6. So the Founding mm -hmm. Fathers mm -hmm. held that inalienable rights came in Genesis 1-8. through 8. And in that span of those eight chapters, there's about two dozen inalienable rights that they said, these came from God, not government, therefore government can't touch these. They've got to leave them alone. You got to, and the third thing Declaration says is those inalienable rights, the primary purpose of government is to protect those rights first. So what you have is the right to life. Sam Adams, the father of the American Revolution, said that the right to life is the first of all the inalienable rights, the number one right. Now, significant because in their day, they also dealt with abortion. I mean, we, we have abortion going on back in the laws of Moses where that if you injure an unborn child in the womb, there are penalties for injuring the unborn child under the law that God gave Moses. So God says, hey, you don't injure that child in the womb. So I have books on abortion in America from 1808, 1806 in America. Hmm. The legal codes back in Virginia and the other colonies forbid abortion. And I've got, matter of fact, I've got a book right here. Let me just pull it out. This is done by a signer of the Declaration of Independence and a signer of the Constitution. He started the first law school in America. This is the first law book used in American schools. He says, life begins when the infant is first able to stir in the womb, and by the law that life is protected, he says, a part of the common law. So as soon as you knew there was a child in the womb, at that point, law kicks in and says, you've got to protect that child. Now, with technology, we know within eight days. Back then, it took two to three months to know. But whenever it was that you knew, you kicked it in. So here's the deal. That's the first of the inalienable rights. What I have found from a political standpoint is if you can tell me where any person in Congress, any person in the Senate, any person is on that one right, I will tell you where they are on every other right. You tell me where they are on abortion, I'll tell you where they are on the right of self-defense. Mm -hmm. You tell me where they are on abortion, I'll tell you where they are on the rights of religious conscience. You tell me where they are on abortion, I'll tell you how they voted on the UN uh, Convention on the Rights of the Child. You tell me where they are on abortion, I'll tell you how they voted on climate change. 
Because if you get the first one wrong, it's, you come to a fork in the trail. If you get on the wrong road, you're on the wrong road, and you're going to be making wrong decisions from thereafter. If you get the life issue wrong, you'll get economic issues. And see, there, there's a division, particularly within the Republican Party, that says, oh, we don't care about social issues like life. We care about economic issues. We've got to get taxes under control and debt under control and spending. I can show you a one-to-one -one correlation that if you're right on the life issue, you're right on the economic issues. Wow. If you're wrong on the life issue, you're wrong on the economic issues. If you get that one wrong, you're on the wrong track and you'll get everything else wrong. That is so important, being right on the life issues. We've got so much more for you right after this break. Where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. The devil's time is running out, and he is doing his best to steal, kill, and destroy as much as possible. People can sense that they're being threatened and wounded, and even born-again believers are fighting over things like government policy, race, and religion. But it's time for a change. It's time for an awakening to God in America. The Faith for Our Nation package offers timely instruction on how to identify and go after what is behind the strife and division. Included is Racism in the Church, Kill the Root, Destroy the Tree, a brand new book by Kenneth Copeland that targets racism, the spirit of division, in a realistic way and gives you an action plan that comes straight from the Word of God. And one word from God can change your nation. Gain insight on how to pray effectively for your nation. Real unity is only possible through God's love. This is your neighborhood, your nation, your world, and we as believers have been equipped with the spiritual power to rise up on behalf of others. Take a stand. Order the Faith for Our Nation package today. We are one nation under God that trusts in God. Request your Faith for Our Nation package free from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Call 800-600-7395 or visit our website, kcm.org slash tvspecial. It's time to stand up for God and be part of His answer to restore peace and unity in our great nation. Request your free Faith for Our Nation package today. Offer good for 60 days. Request yours today. Welcome back. What an amazing program. Yes, our president did speak at the, in September at the United Nations. He did say religious fundamentalism needs to go. Yes, the definition of fundamentalism is somebody who actually reads scripture, believes scripture, and desires to live a life according to mm -hmm. scripture. And he wants to do away with it. Uh, Hillary Clinton says she wants to change deep-seated religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we're watching, you know, all life matters, and God knows us and knit us together in our mother's womb. It's very important for us, you know, which platform are we gonna sign our name to? That's what a vote is. Mm -hmm. Not voting is signing our name to whatever happens and voting is signing our name. So it's very important to study the platforms that are available on the VF and Torch right. and then uh, go vote. Um, don't sit back, vote. It t the, the future of this country is, is, is gonna be amazing as it is, mm -hmm. but our vote is very, very important. I wanna pray with you right now. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Father God, for for just speaking, Lord, we think your confidence can be in you no matter what's happening in the earth. I thank you right now for each and every one that's watching and listening, God, that you're stirring their heart about getting involved as a citizen in the nation, as a Christian citizen in this nation, Father God. We pray a blessing and protection over the homes of our viewers and listeners, Father God. And we pray, Lord, for the courage to vote and vote according to a platform that's in agreement with your word, Father God. Lord, we just ask you, 
God, that you would end abortion in this land, that you would send revival, that you would send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. And don't forget, you can find out more about us at vfntv.com, including The Torch. God bless. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit vfntv.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. We found another way how you can stay connected with VFN Radio. It's the Torch newsletter. Every week, the Torch goes out into your email, whether it's on your phone, tablet, or home PC. The Torch newsletter is going to give you the best of the best of VFN Radio for that week. It's also going to give you all the latest highlights. Of course, you can sign up by going to vfntv.com and selecting newsletter sign up, or you can text vfntv at 22828 and type in your email address. Sign up for the Torch newsletter now.